Love is spiritual, not natural. You ever think about that? This is absolutely miraculous. With love, you get the results now. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to Deep Water, where we're discussing what I call things that are important. Uh, there was a magazine cover from Psychology Today that I saw when I was on vacation a few weeks ago, and the cover said, Love, what really matters? And I love that thought. I'd love to meet who came up with that at, at the magazine. But that's what this is about, is let's talk about what really matters. And I feel like people used to do that way more than we do today, and a lot of it is because we're so tied to screens today, okay? We don't just sit around and talk about philosophy or religion or politics or whatever like we used to. And I don't want to talk about politics, but I do want to talk about what matters. And I'm not asking you to accept what I say. Uh, use this as a discussion starter. And uh, go out to lunch with somebody. Ha order a pizza and have another couple over. And maybe you play card games and all that stuff too. Watch Netflix. That's fine. But take 30, 45 minutes and say, hey, could we just have a, a, a really kind um, discussion about something that matters for 30 minutes, an hour, uh, whatever it is. And, and I think what's, what's cool about this to me is that the, that the more you do this with someone, especially when it's in kindness, and that's the only way you should do it, the more you do it with someone, the closer and closer to them you become in a wonderful, healthy way. And every person you have that you have those wonderful, loving, intimate relationships with makes you a better person, makes you more positive, makes you literally, physically more healthy. Okay? Uh, it's like you have an inv invisible umbilical cord to those people where that that's love going back and forth that is benefiting both of you or all of you, okay? So um, that's what this is about. And today I want to talk about change. Uh, I've been doing counseling and therapy and some or coaching in some way, shape, form, or fashion for more than 30 years. And I've got to believe that almost everyone, if not everyone, who has ever come to me for anything like that was coming because they feel like they need some change in their life. And virtually 100% of them have already tried to change it, usually several times, and not been able to. And that's the reason they're in my office, where maybe they're even willing to pay to have someone help them change that. Uh, because they've not been able to change it, and it's bringing down their life. Well, I want to talk about that a little bit today because I think we have a misconception of change and what it really is, and that misconception keeps us from changing. It keeps us um, living in fear and living in anger and living in 
uh, poor health and living where every day is just sort of get through the day. And the older we get, the tireder we get. And, and we get to 40, 50, 60 and think, man, is this all there is? Just doing this over and 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 over. And, and my only escape is TV at night or a drink or a vacation once a year or something like that. But outside of that, it's just sort of like a hamster on a wheel. Well, I believe with all my heart it does not have to be that way. And for 30 years I've been helping people um, actually achieve positive change in their life. And I believe you can do that too. And I believe it can happen about literally any problem that you have if you handle it the right way. If you really look at change correctly and take the steps you need to take. Alright? I've written a couple of things for us to consider. Um, I went to school with um, a friend who was in the FBI for 20-25 uh, years. And after he had retired, we had lunch one day, and I said, okay, what did you learn in, in, in 20, 25 years? Give me the uh, boiled down version in a capsule, least common denominator. What did 25 years teach you in the FBI? And man, he didn't have to think about it for a second. He answered like that. He said, number one, everybody lies. And number two, people don't change. And then he disclaimed it a little bit. He said, well, not everybody lies all the time, but in the right circumstance, anybody will lie. It kind of reminded me of the, the Les Miserables story that I love so much um, about the um, gentleman from France who went to prison for stealing a loaf of bread because they were starving to death, okay? And all the ethical questions that brings up. Um, and, and I remember Alfred Hitchcock, a famous quote of his, the mystery horror movie director, had a famous quote that in, given the right circumstances anyone can commit murder. And that's kind of what my friend was saying, is in the right circumstances anyone and everyone will lie. And number two, People don't change. And he disclaimed that one a little bit too. He said, I have seen one or two people change, which was really amazing, but that is the rare, rare, rare exception. You know, 99 point something percent of people don't change. The person they are when they're 20 is the person they are on their deathbed at 80. And they may have tried to change 20 times. They may have changed for a month. They may have changed for six months. But they tend to always revert back. And, and that reminds me of um, my good friend Mark Victor Hansen, who wrote, co-wrote all the Chicken Soup for the Soul books that are so wonderful. I believe they are the top-selling American nonfiction authors in history. I think they're up to about 175 million books sold today. But Mark, uh, Mark and I were having uh, dinner one night, and Mark said, "Hey, Alex, do you know who? Do you know what is the top-selling category of books every year, or almost every year?" And I said, "No, Mark, I don't." And he said, "Diet and weight loss." I said, oh, "Okay, I can see that." And then he said, "Hey, Alex, 
Do you know who buys the diet and weight loss books this year? And I said, no, Mark, I don't. And he said the same people that bought them last year. Because the ones from last year, they weren't able to change. So maybe the ones from this year they'll be able to change, or the ones from next year or 10 years down the road, because they keep buying them, but nothing works. All right? So that's sort of, that's sort of the environment the context. And, and, and interestingly, the first one, everybody lies, a lie detector test is a stress test. So if I lie to someone or I'm lying to myself, or and, I, and this would even include a white lie. It would include thinking about lying. It would include all kinds of stuff. It spikes your stress. Well, stress is where 90% of all illness and disease come from, as well as negative thoughts and feelings. So if I'm in this state where I'm, you know, being dishonest with others or myself on a daily basis, I'm pushing my own stress button all day, every day, which is exactly what the science says is happening, that we're supposed to go into stress once or twice a year for 15 minutes and then out, but the average person is going into stress five to 30 times a day. And I believe the biggest culprit for that is us not being honest with others or ourselves, and us not being willing to do what is necessary to change and evolve to a better and better person in our life. Okay? Um, this is a well-known statistic in, addic in uh, the addiction world, whether it's drugs, alcohol, uh, pornography, whatever. There's an approximate 99% relapse rate. Doesn't matter if it's inpatient or outpatient. About a 99% relapse rate. So there's millions of people every single year saying, I'm going to change, and they invest money to change, and they invest time to change. And again, it may take for a week, it may take for six months, but 99% of the time, if you go look a year later, two years later, they're back to that again. Okay? Um, M. Scott Peck wrote one of the best-selling books of all time called The Road Less Traveled. It's my wife Hope's favorite book. He wrote another book called People of the Lie, and in People of the Lie, he kind of describes the four stages that are required for real, lasting change and loving, intimate, communal relationships with people and, and things like that, okay? And the stages are, number one, you pretend. And this is where about 95% of people live their life all the time. They pretend, okay? They act and smile in ways socially acceptable and in ways that they think will get them what they want and they will be liked or feared or whatever. But inside is a completely different set of thoughts and feelings, uh, about themselves, about others, about their life. Um, so it's usually really almost two identities. The identity they present 
versus the identity that they really have inside, which is 99% of the time much more negative than the identity they present. So stage one is to pretend and just sort of do what you need to do to get what you want and then repeat it again the next day. But inside, there's an emptiness, a hollowness. Uh, uh, there's got to be more to life than this. Stage two is chaos, where to get to any new place in your life that is higher up on the mountain, that is better, uh, happier, healthier, more love, joy, peace, better health, uh, and it doesn't matter what it is. If, if you want a diet to lose weight, if you want to get into fitness to be healthier, if you want to uh, go to a different career path to do something you enjoy more or make more money, if you want to improve a relationship, it doesn't matter what the change is. Basically, any change you want to make, you have to go through chaos. And chaos means this is really gonna hurt for a while. That's what chaos is. Pain. This is really gonna hurt for a while. Stage three is emptiness, where after you get through the pain of chaos, you throw off some of those things like ego and selfishness and uh, pretending to be one thing out here and, and another thing in here, where you're more just one person, the same in and out, uh, more honest, not lying, uh, honestly a changed, different person, okay? Emptiness. And then the last one is success, intimacy, communal relationships, etc. And what Dr. Peck says is pretty much in agreement that 99% of people never get to success because when they hit the pain of chaos, they turn around and go back. And so they have good intentions. The change they want to make is often the change they need to make. But when they hit the pain of change, and change always requires pain, they're not willing to go through any more pain. So they turn around and go back. Why aren't they willing to go through pain? Because our most basic programming is to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So going through pain and not immediately trying to get the pain to go away, but embracing the pain as part of what's required for the change and continuing to put one foot in front of the other, going forward into even more pain, and I don't know necessarily when the pain is going to end, goes against one of my most basic software programs. And I get to a point where I say, no, no more. The, the future is uncertain. I don't know when or if this will end. I don't even know if what's on the other side is going to be worth it. I'm going back. At least back here, even though I'm not really happy and I'm living two different lives, at least I don't have this pain. Okay? So they go back. Um, a, uh, a butterfly is in a cocoon for 8 to 12 days in order to become a butterfly. 
And it is believed, well, no, we know it, that during those 8 to 12 days, the caterpillar turning into a butterfly experiences extreme, what we would call pain and extreme uncomfortable heat and all sorts of things happening that's almost like they're being uh, taken apart and put back together. So if you think of a human body being taken apart and put back together, you're talking extreme pain, which seems to be pretty close to what the caterpillar is going through to become a butterfly. But if they chewed their way out of the cocoon before the 8 to 12 days were over, they would fall to the ground and they would never become a butterfly and they would likely die pretty soon um, having gone through part of the process but not all of it. And I believe it's much the same for us. And the reason that so few people change is because they look at pain the wrong way. Okay? Um, yes, our most basic programming is to seek pleasure and avoid pain, but when we get to age 6, 8, 10, 12, it's different for different people. We are supposed to choose to not live our life by pain pleasure anymore, but by what is right, what is win-win-win for everyone concerned, what is best, what is true, what is love-based versus selfish-based. We're supposed to choose that once we get to that certain age, an age where we can think and we know right from wrong and, and all that sort of thing, we are supposed to choose that and to live that way for the rest of our lives. Well, in my experience, only about 1% of people ever do truly choose that. 99% of people, and I did it too, continue to live their life by seek pleasure and avoid pain. And, and if you ask those people, do they love someone or do they believe in love or do other people love them, oh, they'll quickly say yes, but their definition of love is really the exact same definition we have of a business deal. I will do this if you will do that. I won't do this if you don't do that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not love at all. That's a business deal. Okay? Love is I'm going to do what's right and best and uh, good for the person who's the object of my love regardless of what I get back or don't get back from that. Okay? I'm not doing the love to get something. I'm doing the love because I'm committed to love as a way I'm living my life. Okay? And that is the secret to change. If you look at pain as an opportunity, okay? Yep, there's, there's my tree branch. That's my cocoon waiting for me. So, I can stay a caterpillar all my life and eventually get stepped on and smushed or, or die having never experienced how wonderful it is to fly and be beautiful and all those sort of things. My choice 
and it is your choice today. Stay a caterpillar, become the butterfly of your life. Well, you've got a branch and you've got a cocoon. So, but I warn you, that cocoon is going to hurt like heck for some period of time. You're going to hit chaos. It's not maybe, it's definitely. Well, you need to see pain as the vehicle to take you to your better life, not as the enemy, the thing that you're trying to prevent. Because that's exactly what it is. When you get to that certain age in your life where you're supposed to start choosing what is right and love-based, pain then takes on a different meaning. It is now the vehicle to take you up higher. It is the vehicle that will take you to greater success in your career, to greater success in your health, greater success in your happiness, greater success in your relationships, to what I would call your best possible life or close to it. That's what pain is. Without that pain, you can't get there. Without getting into your cocoon, without going through chaos, you can't get there. So, if you haven't already, find your tree branch, find your cocoon, that thing that you want to change. Go at it using some of our tools. We've got great tools that will change a lot of these programming things in minutes or days or weeks, not months or years. Use those. But but be committed, no matter how long chaos lasts, no matter how long the pain lasts for, no matter how long I'm in the cocoon, I am not biting my way out of it and falling back to the ground and dying as a caterpillar. I'm not going to live my worst life or anything less than my best possible. I'm going to go through that pain and get to the other side to success in my life, in every way, with my children, with my spouse, with other people I love and care about, with my career and work, everything. And I can promise you this, you will never regret doing that. In fact, you will look back and say that was the turning point in my life. But if you never get in that cocoon, or if you chew your way out and go back, as Dr. Peck said, 99% of people do because of the pain. Your whole life you will regret doing that, and especially when you're at the end of your life and you're out of time, and then it will be crushing regret. So, we've got lots of tools that can help you, but have the attitude, the mindset that pain is the wonderful vehicle that's going to help transport you to your better self, to success in every area of your life. And you will be one of the 1%, not one of the 99%. So um, embrace it today. Start looking for your cocoon, prepare for it, then go for it and never turn back. We'll help you any way we can. But embrace it and have lasting change and success in your life and be one of the 1% in your family 
that lives your best possible life. And you can start anytime. You can start at 15, you can start at 30, you can start at 70. And you, but it will change your life, I promise, and you'll never regret, and you'll never go back. So um, we'll join hands with you. We'll help you in any way we can. But about the things in your life that you need to start changing today. And have a wonderful, blessed day.